morning, everybody. How are you today? The few, the proud. I don't know that everybody's green, but why don't you stand with us? Let's sing this morning. We'll get a couple of people that file in afterwards. Feel free to sing out. We'd love to hear your voices. This morning, amen. 
makes everything glorious.
Good morning, church family. It's so nice seeing all these wonderful faces out in the audience. I just want to welcome everyone to church today. Shane, thanks for wearing the shirt. Dan, thanks for wearing the shirt. Um, I want to ask everyone to grab... <laughs> you like that. Everyone grab the black friendship folder in front of you, write your name on it, and pass it down the aisle, and let's see what's going on uh, at the church. The first thing we have going on is uh, our movie night. Uh, it's this Friday coming up, August 28th. It's the last one of the summer. We've had two great ones so far. This last one is going to be cloudy with a chance of meatballs. We want you to all come out. It's a great free event. Um, you know, the main goal of us as Christians, as Christ followers, is to you know, win souls for the Lord. And I think this is a great cultivating event for us. You know, the best way to do that, I think, is to make a friend. Bring a friend, bring a neighbor, bring family, and, and build a friendship with them. So this is a great opportunity to that. They come out here, have a great free movie, popcorn, uh, big, big screen movie theater, great movie to watch. It's um, PG rated, you know, it's great for the kids. And just have a great time. So I said great about 17 times, so I'm gonna go to the next thing, which is what I'm excited about is the picnic. Uh, the picnic's today, 1.30 to 7 o'clock at Peterswood Park. The directions for that, in case you are not sure where it is, is in your uh, bulletin. Um, on the back it has the schedule list of events. It's going to be a great time. There it is again, I keep saying great. Um, but Middy's is coming. Um, you don't have to um, buy food from them. You can bring your own um, church, uh, your own family um, picnic of your own sort, whatever you want to like to eat. But they're coming. They're going to have one and two dollar hamburgers, hot dogs, uh, macaroni, uh, pasta salad, some drinks. The church is going to have uh, water and, and desserts there. But it'll be a fun time. We have the, um, the men's softball game at 145, uh, cornhole tournaments, kids games going on, um, and just socialize with our church family. Um, I love you guys, and we're a family, and I, I enjoy talking with all you guys there. I know you guys like catching up, so come do that. Come, come for all of it, come for part of it. Uh, enjoy the time. And then um, Kona Ice is gonna be there as well, too. I forgot to mention, Kona Ice will be there. They're gonna be having their, um, well, Kona Ice. It's like a, um, icy treat with flavors in there. You can pick your own flavors and do that. So make sure you um, plan for that as well. And then the last thing we have coming up is our men's retreat, September 11th to the 13th. Um, encourage your, your, your men and your family, you know, the husbands, the, the boyfriends, whatever it is, um, dads, whatever it may be. But encourage them to come out. Um, it's, 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 it's an awesome time where men get together on a more personal basis and, and share and, and learn about uh, God and what he's doing in our lives. Uh, you know, we play golf, we'll play ball, we'll play tennis. Uh, we, we relax, we eat. I think those are all the major important things in men's lives. Um, so come out and enjoy that time and uh, you know, have, have a good time. The, the, board, the, um, the information for that is outside the door on the right. Make sure you sign up for that. And if you're a guest, welcome. Come to the picnic. I want to personally invite you. I don't know who you are because you're a guest. But when you walk out those doors on the left, we have a welcome center for you. They have a gift for you, so I think it's some, some good chocolate. And just kind of get some information about what our church is all about, um, you know, different, different ways to get plugged in. And uh, hopefully we'll see you there. Uh, good job, guys. Brandon is one of the few people that give announcements that gets an ovation. You know, it's like, holy cow. Thank you, Brandon. Well, it's so good to see you in the Lord's house today. Boy, people are traveling all over the place. We're so happy that you're here. Uh, you know, this summer has been just fantastic in our church. And I think the reason, you know what I think, the reason is we've been praying the list. And, uh, you know, I've I've prayed this thing so many times, I know you have too, that I don't need the list anymore. I, I have it imprinted on my mind. Now, these are the things that we've been praying about, and all of these are the outreaches that uh, we're involved in this summer here at the church. And God has been answering one right after another. And in a week or so, we're going to have like a special service to celebrate what God has done in our church this summer. And I want to tell you, you're going to be amazed. I, I'm just kind of getting you ready for it. I'm just kind of whetting your appetite. You're going to be amazed at the answers to prayer that God has, that God has brought to pass off of some of the things that we're praying about on the list. So let's finish summer strong, okay? Take this serious. Uh, uh, kids are going off to college today. Some of the parents are gone taking their kids and all of that. But uh, in a few weeks, everybody will be rounded up again, and uh, it's just going to be an incredible fall for our church. Uh, I ask you to pray for me uh, this next week. Uh, I have the unique opportunity to go back to the Bible college that I graduated from a long time ago and be their speaker this next week in what they call the Spiritual Emphasis Week. And so you pray for me. Uh, that's, a, that's a real privilege for me to do that. Baptist Bible College in Springfield, Missouri. I'll fly out Monday. 
I'll be there Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday in their chapel service and also in, their, uh, in some of their classes. So I'll need the strength of God. I know you'll support me in that, and I'll, I know it'll work out for, for the glory of the Lord. Let's stand together as our ushers come this morning, and we'll receive our morning offering together. We do thank you for being so faithful and taking such good care of your church financially, especially this summer. Uh, you know, summer could be a, a pretty tough time, but you have made it a really great time, financially speaking. And uh, we know that, you know, we congratulate each other a lot of times for that in the church, but uh, we really need to congratulate the Lord because he's the one that provides it all. Amen? So let's do that. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for your love and how you take care of us. Uh, we don't take this for granted, oh Lord, that you've given us the strength this last week to go and do our job and to provide a living. We pray now that as we come up here on the top of this hill uh, to provide a living for your church and for your missionaries through the ministry of this church, we pray now that you'll bless each gift and each giver. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. So this next song is a fun one. So I'm going to ask you to stand back up. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. But please stand back up. This next song, you know, throughout life, don't mind me, I can't speak. I can sing, but I can't speak. But anyway, um, we've been beaten. We've been, you know, shame, pain. But there's one thing that we have, and that is someone that is greater living inside of us than he who is in the world. So have some fun with this song. Don't be afraid to clap. Not obligated, but don't be afraid to clap. If you want to, sing out with us.
you guys do a great job, don't they? Man, a day. I was, I was telling the first service, I, I, I don't, uh, the older I get, I appreciate these guys up here. I mean, that's, <laughs> I have no talent in that at all, so I'm so thrilled to hear what they do. In fact, I, I, I'm like a closet singer, you know, so I, uh, I, I, yeah, I was telling the first service, I wear those things, you know, with the Y, and when I cut grass, what are they called, the iPad, the iPod. My kids get me. In fact, Chrissy, I'm due for another one. I just broke another one. So, uh, But I just saw in that song, it says, bring in your tired. I thought it said, bring in your ties. I thought that was a great song, you know. It's bring in your tired. I was like, oh, man. I sing that in the car all the time. I had to, I got, had to get straightened out. Hey, by the way, these movies, I, they are a lot of fun. Invite your friends to it. And I'm going to give you a suggestion. Uh, you know, I think Wade Baker and uh, Dan McNeese are like movie deprived. If you want to have fun, sit by them. They laugh at everything, you know. <laughs> I don't even know what those, that last one, I don't know what it was about. But, uh, of course, I was trying to watch a pirate game too. Uh, but but uh, those guys are so much fun uh, to, to sit behind, so I always sit by them. Hey, it's so good to be with you folks. Uh, we're, so, uh, uh, we're so thankful for you. And, uh, you know, we even learned on Wednesday night in our uh, Bible study, the men's Bible study, that the church, I don't know why I never got this, you know, when Christ left, uh, he manifests himself through the church. So the church is Christ. And, and I, I know that, but now I'm really seeing it. That's why I was, we're here. One of the guys said in our Wednesday night Bible study, he loves coming because he sees Christ. The guys parking the cars, the teachers, the pastor, it's Christ. That's why. You just can't have, not have your kids here. They don't see Christ. Now, I got to, you know, when I get to heaven, I have to now apologize to my dad. Because <laughs> we weren't allowed to miss. <laughs> but, but I didn't realize that that's what it's about. And that's why he's, he's so much in love with the church. It's a reflection of his son. And that really is speaking to me a lot lately. It's a wonderful thing. Okay, now today... Uh, I want to, uh, something that's been really been on my heart for a couple years is, uh, is the presence of God. Oh, and uh, I think it's because in my background, you know, guys in relationships with each other, that's kind of a tough thing where I grew up. So a relationship with God is hard for me. And I understand what he did for me, and I understand trying to obey him. But that he really loves me, despite me, I, I can't get over that. So I, I, and I'm learning more and more, he really does. And, what, and, the, and when that starts to sink in, it's like scary, especially from a, like workaholic people like, you know, like me and a lot of you guys. But what I want to do is if you would turn in your Bible to Genesis chapter 39 and just kind of hang out there for a while, I'll give you a little history. We're going to talk about Joseph. Now, there's a lot of stuff here on Joseph. There's like six chapters, but we're just going to, I'm going to give you a real a, a quick background and then we'll, we'll get into a little bit about Joseph. Now, about 4,000 years ago, we, we uh, hear about Abraham, then he had Isaac, remember, then he had Jacob. And uh, Jacob had 12 sons, and Joseph was one of his sons, and he favored uh, Joseph. And, and, uh, and, and see, the, the other brothers, that kind of got them ticked off. You know, here, here's dad, he loves this guy more than us. Uh, and the Bible says Joseph was 17 years old. The uh, family business was shepherding. Uh, taking care of sheep. And then on top of everything else, Joseph was a dreamer guy, okay? And he told his brothers that he had a dream that, he, that his brothers were going to bow down to him someday. Can you imagine that? I mean, I, 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 I can imagine me. I mean, my brother, he looked at me wrong. It was on, you know. And if he'd say I'd bow down, I'd bow down to him, it'd be over, you know. And so I could just imagine... So that's what they did. They, they got together and said, we've got to take him out. And so you, you know the story. Reuben steps in, the older brother. And uh, as a compromise, they sell, they sell Joseph to a group of Ishmaelites. Uh, and, and they were traveling out of town. And they're going to Egypt. And, uh, and then the member of the brothers took his coat. They put blood on it, took it back to Jacob and said he had died. Well, in the meantime, Joseph goes to Egypt. And the Ishmaelites sell him to Potiphar. He's the captain of, of uh, Pharaoh's palace guard. Okay? Try to get you up to date. Now, let's go to Genesis 39. 
This is uh, verse 1. Now, Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. The Lord was with Joseph. Now, I want you to get this. The Lord was with Joseph. And he was a successful man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw the Lord was with him, and the and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had he put under his authority. So it was from the time that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Thus he had left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. Now, Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. So, let me just review this, okay? Now, from what I read, Joseph was one of thousands, and one of the commentaries said millions of slaves. So, he's just a slave, except for one important detail, and that's, that's the point of today. Excuse me. And that is, the Lord was with him. Verse 2, the Lord was with him. Now, Potiphar's boss, he noticed it. The Lord's with him. So Joseph was put in charge of the entire household and in charge of all the business. Everything began to run successful. And then it says in verse 5, the Lord blessed Potiphar because of Joseph. Okay? Now, I was telling the, uh, Saturday night and, and, uh, and, the, and also the first service that, you know, I came from a mill background. Uh, and uh, so it, it, for those of us old guys that used to work in a mill, here's probably what happened to Joseph. He comes in as a slave. Then he probably got promoted to a group leader. Then he got promoted to foreman. Now, there was probably some assistant jobs on the way, too. Then he became a general foreman. Then he became a superintendent. Then he became a plant manager. And then he finally became vice president in charge of operations. So there's a whole lot of uh, promotions there, right? Well, it's kind of interesting. In, in uh, verse 6, it, uh, uh, or let me say this. Joseph certainly was bright. We would all agree with that. Joseph worked hard. I think you would agree with that. He was talented. And in verse 6, it even said he was handsome. We'll give him that too. But there's no mention of this for his success. You know, no mention of that. And I think this is what happens in our houses, in, you know, in, in, in American Christianity. We've got to be careful here. You know, uh, in fact, I was reading somewhere where a guy says, you know what we ought to do? Men in the house ought to put on their best suit. And not a, uh, have a place where they go, like downstairs, <clears throat> where they meet with God. So the kids know he's meeting with somebody important. And I never heard that before. I thought, no, I'm not going to do that. But I think somebody ought to, that would be a cool thing to do. Huh? But it, the point I'm trying to make is, it, we, being with God, number one, you know. I know uh, what used to help me when I, I was really, you wouldn't believe this, but I used to be so backward. Uh, when I first went in the mill, you know, that was hard. I come from a country background, and, I, and, you know, you get this degree, and you're supposed to know everything, you know, at least they tell you that. And I remember I'd walk out in that mill, and there was 2,500 men. And, and God laid this thought on me and really encouraged me. I put that mill there for you. That was like, that's the only way I could deal with the union president. No, I wasn't a big shot at all. I was like a slave. But, but, but I had to deal with some important people, and I was scared. I mean, I, I, I had no confidence. But when you begin to think, I might have built that meal for you, it, it, it's like, whoa. And, and, not, and, and that's, but what happens, we kind of get, get away from that. And let me reiter, reiterate, verse 2, the Lord was with him and blessed him. Verse 3, the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in everything. Verse 5, the Lord blessed Potiphar for Joseph's sake. Now, the Lord was with him. Okay, now we, let me come up to uh, Christmas, the, the, day, the verse we read at the birth of Christ. Matthew one twenty three says, Behold, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and he will be called Emmanuel, like the song we sang. Meaning, God is with us. Wow. Hey, listen, isn't that cool? You know, the most exciting part of church, I would think, is that we see people come to Christ. Remember Brandon said? 
He says, Our, we're trying to see people come to Christ. That's why we do the movies. That's, everything we do is geared to help people come to Christ. And uh, I know you're excited about that. And uh, that's what I wanted. Well, when we came here to minister, it was like, wow. And I know Pastor John, I, that's all he cared about was seeing people come to Christ. I wanted to be a part of that. And we should be excited about that. But there's another, I'm learning, there's, there's something else that's so important for us as Christians. And that's, and we'll read that in Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. And I think you'll see that on the screen. It says, in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Pastor John talked about this for many years, and that is the whole, God gives us the Holy Spirit as a guarantee of eternal life. We kind of all know that. That, that. That's just so comforting. But I think what we miss is you have the Holy Spirit, Christ, in you when you're walking in your house, when you're cutting grass, you're at Walmart, you're, you're on your job, you're talking to your boss, you're in a big meeting, you've got a decision to make, you, you're trying to with your friends. Christ is with you. Now, God sent His only Son to die on a cross to bear all my past sins, all my future sins, and He came out of that, and He died, went in the grave, come out of the grave to be, to be much more than a role model. Uh, I want this to, I, I hope this will be, uh, remind you, He came out of that grave, and He's more than a role model, folks. He came out to be the Savior. See, my kids need more than a, a good mom and dad. They need a savior. And God chose to use mom and dad to take Christ with them. That's the way God does it. That's the way he does it. And, 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 and we have, and that's what all God wants. In fact, I love that. I forgot to find the verse. It just, but God says, when I come back, Jesus says, when I come back, will I find anybody who will believe? He's saying, Jim, will you believe me? I don't care what your degree is. I don't care how much money you make. Please take me around the house. When you talk to your wife, when you work with the kids, when you work with the grandkids, take me with you. Now, that's hard to do because I have my way. And it's the only way. And... Uh, it's very important. Sunday school kids, they don't need a great teacher. They need a savior. So they, it'd be nice to have a great teacher who walks with God. Now you got the best. But, we, and, and uh, hey, grandkids need a great pap. But they need a savior. So, they, so listen, that's why I love the idea of practicing his presence. That's what Christ talks about, practicing his presence. Now, a lot of you know this. Uh, I, I, I was enamored with sports. And uh, when I was a little boy, uh, I, I, we'd hear the stories uh, in, in, uh, in, our, in our area. A lady would come around and teach child evangelism. Plus, we had our church. So a church and a child evangelism. But in child evangelism, I don't know what it was. This lady would put up, oh, this dates me, flannel graph, okay? And she would put up them pictures of Joseph, Moses, Daniel, and David. And these guys, I just went nuts. Because they would have the power of God, well, David, and uh, it, it would just be amazing. Well, I got to tell you one story. Remember Elijah? Elijah was a tough guy. You know, I'm a typical young boy. And uh, Ahab was a bad king. And Ahab was killing all the prophets. And so Obadiah was Ahab's, uh, worked for Ahab, and he was, he was a Christian, but he was like a closet secret Christian. He was hiding prophets in caves. So he was doing pretty good. But Ahab says, I want Elijah. I want to kill that guy. And in 1 Kings 18.15, it says this. Elijah said, I, I love this. I swear by the Lord Almighty in whose presence I stand that I will present myself to Ahab today. Man, I still get emotional. See, a little kid that's what I want. You know, I love football. I love power. I wrestle. I wasn't very good. But wrestling, I tell you, you talk about tough. I, I just love that stuff. But I, I'm enamored 
<laughs> with the power of God. And, and it's like, he says, he says, I'll take that guy on, bring him on. And, and, I, and so what he does, he says, I'll tell you what I'll do, Ahab. You get your 450 prophets of Baal and your 400 prophets of Asherah. And I'll give you a, a bull and you build an altar. I'll build an altar with, and I'll pray to my God, you pray to your God. And let's have a little contest. And so they do it. And so it's so funny. You read that these prophets are cutting themselves, you know, they're bleeding. And then it's funny. You don't see Elijah. He starts mocking them, you know. So then, then it comes, Elijah's turn. As you know, he prays to God. Fire comes down to heaven. But before he did that, he put all this, remember, he put all the water on. He had three rounds of water, loaded it up, calls down fire from heaven. It, it, it consumes the offering. And then, uh, this isn't nice. I, I, I told the first service, but, but I kind of liked this little boy. Uh, then Elijah went and killed all the prophets, their prophets. So it was like, holy cow. And, and, and the trouble, it, it, just, it just fires you up, the presence of God, doesn't it? Well, I, got, I was telling people, I got a little carried away. You know, I like football. Well, I liked everything, but I was just a little boy. I remember, if he's with Elijah, he, he can be with me. So I remember, <laughs> I remember getting in the huddle. I said, give me the ball. <laughs> now, I played with guys that were older than me. They were five years, I don't know, the kids around me were five years older than me, and I wanted to be like them. So I'd get in the huddle, I said, give me the ball. And they'd be like, yeah, I said, give me, give me the ball. And I would get that ball. I'd look for the biggest guy. I had to. I tried to impress those guys, but I would put my head down. And then when they'd get the ball, I'd be. I would put my head right in their gut, get in their face, but because I believed in the presence of God in my life, you know. Now there was a problem because when we were losing, I said, "Yins are all going to go to hell," you know. And I have the presence of God, and I'm going to win anyway, you know. And uh, I, had a, I have a disease about winning. I still have a little bit of that. But it, it, it's so, it's amazing the confidence we can have when we have the presence of God. Now, I think what happens is we grow in, in the Lord. And as I, as I was growing up, that, you've got to watch. We can take that away from kids. I remember one time I prayed about something. It was just something dumb. And, and I thought... God gave me the answer, and I went to somebody, a spiritual person, and they went, ah! Well, you hear that for about 10 years, and pretty soon it's like, you just hear about your education, how hard you work, and how you do this, and you know, you got to push for what you want, and, and pretty soon, walking in the presence of God, you don't hear about that. Well, let's, let's go a little further. In Genesis 39, uh, uh, we, we, don't, we won't read this, I'll just, uh, I'll just do this uh, and summarize for you. In, in, in Genesis 39, verse 6, Potiphar's wife tries to seduce Joseph. So he chooses God. And the wife falsely accuses Joseph of attacking her. And Joseph goes from vice president in charge of operations to jail. And then what's the Bible saying? Verse 21 and 23, the Lord was with Joseph in prison. And now what happens to Joseph? He gets promoted all the way up to uh, the head of the prison. Isn't that cool? In, in uh, Psalms 23, verse 4 and 5, it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. See, the key is God is with us. So when we accept Christ, God promised us a guarantee with the Spirit of God who lives with us. And then as the story ends, it's beautiful in the last five chapters, 40 through 45 of Genesis Joseph is called out of prison after a couple years. Wait, a couple years in prison, can you imagine? To interpret Pharaoh's dream. I like that in my uh, NLT, a New Living Translation, it says, when the, I think it was the cupbearer said, uh, hey, Pharaoh's got this dream. And uh, Joseph goes, interpreting dreams is God's business. And I got a kick out of that. And so Joseph, he, he interprets the dream, and now he gets promoted from prison to the prime minister of Egypt, the the greatest nation on the earth at the time. So let's just see what, what did God do. He saved the world from a horrible famine. He rescued his family from sure death. Uh, Hebrew nation was saved. And then he spared his half-brother Judah, where we get the lineage of Jesus Christ, our Messiah. Now, there's probably a whole lot more he did. But these are just, you know, there's some big ones there. But uh, there's a verse that I quote almost every day. And you guys in my class know it. Uh, 
It's 1 Corinthians 2, 9. I hath not seen, nor ear hath heard, nor mind hath imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. And in fact, that's a quote from Isaiah 64, 4. And Isaiah 64, 4 says he, that, that God works for those who wait for him. Oh, no. You know, I love that. You know, a lot of times in the scripture it says, wait on God. Wait on God. That is so beautiful. Just to, now, listen. I, I love to talk to guys who are the workaholic types because that's where I come from. And I was the one who would say that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You wait on God, I'll do all the work. I understand. All. But I'm learning now. I'm learning now. Oh, no, 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 no. You walk with God, it's amazing what happens. Now, there's still prisons in our life. We all know that. But, you know, you could take anything if God is with you. If you look and you say, I'm with you, son. It's like, okay. Okay, I'm all right now. Now, uh, George Barnes says, and George Barnes is one of these statistical, Christian statistical gurus. He says, 48% of regular church attendees have not experienced God's presence in the past year. This is an article, June 1305. Now, we don't know if that's true, but I, I believe that's true. Just, just a, a gut feeling. And, and I'm going to try to give you a couple examples of where you see this. I told you I like sports. Well, I, you know, I've been trying to tone it down because I get crazy. So I, I'm trying to back off from the Steelers and the Pirates. Well, the grandkids come along, and guess what? They love the Pirates. We love Jay Hay. Uh, in fact, if you saw that one rundown against the Mets last year in June, I was there. I almost turned the stadium upside down. I mean, that was the greatest thing I ever saw. In fact, I had the whole right field going crazy. I was on the Jumbo's thon or whatever that thing's called. Uh, I went crazy. I was holding a CJ up. I was throwing him around. And it, it was an unbelievable play, that rundown that he beat, you know, on third base. And uh, I just, and the kids were excited. And so I'm back into it, all right? Dan and I got a, a group of tickets, so we, he, we share them, we go down. So I got, all, I got about six grandkids that love going. So I'm back in my old mode, right? I said, no, no kids, now we're going to grow up here. We're going to get a ball. We like to go early. See, if you go in 5 o'clock, you can get into walking the uh, river walk. At 5.30, they open the gate. You can get into the center field seats, and you can uh, be there for batting practice, okay? And I, 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 I've been doing my homework, all right? So... I, in fact, I talked to the guy who lets the people in, like the ballplayers in, because my kids want to get their autographs. I, I got to tell you this. I went down there. A game was at 7 o'clock. I went in there at 3 o'clock. You know what they said? They come in from 12 to 2. I couldn't believe it. And the kids were so disappointed. It's 12 o'clock. But anyway, so uh, we get down there, and uh, I find out there's a guy. He comes with a group of kids. He's about 25. He wears the opposing team's shirt every game. And he gets the balls. And he knocks kids over. And he does his thing. So I grabbed my five grandkids. I said, okay, we're going to grow up today. It's, uh, it's, it's time to man up. <coughs> we don't. This is not game, fun and games. You're going to knock that guy over here? And don't let anybody get in your way. Now, look at me. And now, this is the real world now, see. And they're all looking at me. They got their gloves, you know. And I, from 11 down to about 7. And I said, are you ready? I said, what about that guy? I said, Pap, you'll take care of him. And so they, <laughs> the kids go, what's that mean? I said, don't worry about that. <laughs> well, my oldest, she's a cutie pie. She, Addie, she goes, uh, she's 11. She goes, uh, Pap, that don't sound right. And I began to, God, God impressed my heart. What are you doing? <laughs> so I, I had to go to my kids and say, okay, uh, Pappy's wrong. We're not going to man up today. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, I, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I, I, I couldn't look my granddaughter in the eye. You know, I just couldn't. Like, it, it, but you know how you, that's my style. And God's been really working on me. And, and, and it's like, Okay, forget that. I'm sorry, guys. See, they don't need a baseball. Oh, they need a Savior. That's my job. So I got, I got the option. Oh, I know how to get that baseball. In fact, I did get one a little weird, so I can't be too spiritual. But I know how to do that. 
And I, listen, I seen that kid take a ball off another young kid, and it really hurt that kid. I mean, his heart. I wanted to knock that dude clear into pitcher's mind. But, you know, it, that, it doesn't match up. Now, this didn't have to happen. If you walk with God, you don't get what you want. But I got to tell you this. We're standing there. We're playing the Cubs, right? Batting practice. Addie's way back. Way back against the fence. All these kids are getting up on, over the center field wall. And that's section 139, section 140, and section 141, if you want to know. And uh, that you lean over and you try to get the ball, right? You're yelling. And, and I told them, Yo, you, you know the girls. You're so pretty. Get up here. Yeah. Well, that's, that was the, the man up story. So I just let him relax. This guy from the Cubs, you, would you believe it? I'm sitting up way over in section 138 standing. Addie's way up here like this, you know, with her hat on, cutie pie. The guy throws the ball over everybody right to Addie. And Addie, I lost my mind. I go flying over there. I'm picking her up. We're high five. I'm going crazy. And this took about two minutes at least. So I walk back, and this, this guy from the Cubs, he's looking at me. <laughs> I went, he went. And, I, and I, you know what? You know what's kind of funny? I, it, listen, when you, when you walk with God, you don't get what you want. But every once in a while, it's just fun. To see what God does. And uh, it's just fun. It, 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 and I, I just, I said to God, I said, thank you for that. That, uh, that isn't deserved, but that was just fun. Now, 2 Corinthians 4, 13 through 18 says this. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus. And will present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Therefore, do not lose heart, for though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Now, for sake of time, I'm going to end, or just stop on that verse. Even though the outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Now, listen, you accept Christ. Holy Spirit's living within you. He's with you. He's renewing your spirit. And that's what God did at that moment with the kids. He says, look, that, that can't happen. If you say you want to follow God, you want those kids to follow God, that can't happen. Now, this is going to happen to me a lot. That's just one little funny instance. But, but you know, I, I, there are just so many things that God's... It, when, when we walk, when you begin to walk like this, your brain, you know what you get hit with most of the time? Nope. Nope. No, 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 no. Nope. That's not the way we're doing it. Nope. Nope. Trust me. Just trust me. And I'm telling you, it's blowing my mind. Because, you know, the guys like me who think they're in control can't happen with God. He's in control. And, and it's just, but the pressure. God, God takes the pressure. In fact, we'll read later where he tells Moses, I'll go with you and I'll give you rest. When Moses is going to lead the people, he says, I'll lead you and give you rest. It's just unbelievable. Uh, you know, just having somebody with you is so important, let alone God. I was telling the first service, I got this wall at my mom's house. It's like 60 feet by about three feet high. Cement, real stone wall. My dad built it years ago. It fell in. You know what happens. And I've been thinking about this for three years. You know, all kind, and that's what engineers do. They've they got all kinds of ideas. And, and they, they got to have it perfect before you start. And so I'm thinking about it and thinking about it. Should I get help? One day my wife goes, hey, why don't we just get started? I'll help you. I thought, whoa. You know, we did that thing in about three days. And all she did was stand there and say, yeah, that looks good. <laughs> that looks good. And, and, and all I did was, does that look good? Yeah, it looks good. And you know what? Hey, I'll tell you what. It, that meant a lot to me. And I told her that. I, I said, that really meant a lot to me. I said, you, you came into my world, and, and, and you knew I needed that. And uh, it was like a good date, man. And, and uh, we got this thing done. And, and the point was, her presence is what I needed. Somebody with me. Now, just think. He's with me all the time. Dear goodness. Uh, I'll tell you what. 
God, he's amazing me more and more. Uh, my mom, as you know, is in a, um, is a, in a care center, Mom Valley Care Center. She, she's 92 and a half, I guess. And, you know, that's tough. My mom's a tough, strong lady. And it, we've seen her go down. You know, that was kind of hard for us, you know. And uh, she was falling down a lot in hospitals a lot. And uh, it's not a fun time. And so I decided we can't do this. We're going to have to go up to the home. So I'm looking around. We picked Mom Valley Care Center. And, you know, that's kind of rough on you. It was about five months ago. And after about a month of this, I, you know, I saw how, how God, how the ladies up there, the, the, the residents, how kind they were to my mother. They took her in. They became, in fact, if you go up there today, they'll say, we love your mother. The, the residents, the, the, the other people up there. And then as we began to work with the worker, as I saw the workers take care of my mom and move her around, she's wheelchair bound, and just help, help her go to the bathroom and everything. All of a sudden you say, what in the world? This is something else here. And um, finally, one of the residents, the workers there, I was talking to, she had just taken my mother's bathroom and come out. And I started talking about God. And she sat down and says, can I talk to you about God? And she came to church. And then I was talking to another resident, uh, one of the people there. And I, I said, uh, let, me, let me ask a little bit about your life. And I said, do you have a husband? She says, it was bad. I won't even get into that. I said, do you have anybody visit you? She said, I have a brother. But um, he never comes. And just tears coming down her eyes. And, and we become real friend, good friends. And she loves my mother, by the way. And so I found out, uh, I, the more I'm there, the need of people for Christ. In fact, the, um, F, the um, activity director called to me and said, would your church come up once a month and just do a service? So Diane comes and sings, Rick, Rick Countryman speaks, and we get to intermingle with everybody. And uh, I was up with my mom about a month ago, and she was having a down day. And my mom's an evangelistic person. I mean, she's like Pastor John, man. She's an attack dog. And I said, uh, hey, Mom, listen to me. When those people take you to the bathroom, that, that just means somebody who needs Christ. Let's get some Bibles up here. We got some tracts. Let's start winning these people to God. Boy, she just perked up, you know. Ooh. I said, you're a missionary, Mom. And it was like, so we're on this mission field. And isn't, isn't it amazing what God could do? I hath not seen, ear hath not heard, nor mind hath imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. God's still with me, he's with my mom, with my family, and, and, with, and it's amazing. And we go up there, and the opportunities we have to share Christ is just phenomenal. It's just starting. It's just starting. And then let me challenge you here in closing with uh, Exodus thirty-three fourteen. This is the story of Moses here. And he said, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then he said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us? So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. This is so cool. Moses is saying, look, I'm not going if you're not going with me. Because if you don't go with us, how are we going to do this? And how will the world know that we're separate and who we are? And I'll tell you what. This is so cool to me. Let me challenge you. Practice his presence. Ask God to transform you, transform your heart. Hey, listen, he, that's a prayer that he will answer. Because he says, I'm renewing your spirit. And Lord only knows, you and I need our spirit renewed. And help, ask God to help you believe his promises. And here's what will probably happen. Most guys like me, we have to wait on God. Most people in our church, they're go-getters. We're the types that's got to wait on God, you know. Uh, and listen, uh, let, let me give you an example. We were told uh, about the movie. We know about church. We know about the retreat. There's all kinds of things. Mops has all kinds of things. We have Wednesday night Bible studies. We got ladies Bible studies. We got Wednesday night children's programs. Here's, here's, here's what's always a problem for me. What do I say to people? What if I mess up? What if they don't like me? But when you know God is with you, it all goes away. It's like, God, you, I'm here to bring Christ into this, uh, in my neighborhood, in my church, in, in, in our community. You're with me. You promised that. All you asked me to do was go in faith. 
It has changed. And I'm kind of bold anyway, but this is different. Most people aren't. And so you, 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 this is so encouraging me. When I walk up to the Walmart lady at the cashier, it's so much fun because I'm bringing Christ to her. Not, not me. <laughs> Forget that. But when Christ is with me, I can say, how you doing, honey? Hi, what's going on? It's amazing what comes up when we're thinking about Christ. Because Christ says, if you wait on me, let me work and let my grace do its thing. And when you see God do his thing, you talk about motivation. Listen, it will never, t- Super Bowl can't touch that. World Series can't touch that. You can be the president, I don't care what you are. Nothing touches your spirit like the movement of God on your heart. And, and it is so powerful. So let me encourage you as we close. Practice his presence. Whatever it is for you, ask God to transform you and ask God to help you believe his promises as we move on together. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Jim. Amen. Let's bow, let's bow our heads in prayer. Dear Lord, we uh, thank you so much for uh, the encouragement today, uh, practicing your presence, Lord. We all want to do that. Uh, You brought us together in the church to remind us uh, of this today. Uh, It's so easy for us to do our own thing and uh, ignore you in our life. Uh, I pray that that as we depart from our church today, that that you will just inspire us to continually have this on our mind. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's stand as we sing our closing song together, okay? Let's leave on a high note today, folks. As uh, many of us go to the picnic, greater is he than he who is in the world. Bring your tide and bring your shame. Bring your guilt and bring your pain. Don't you know that's not your name? You will always be much more to me. And every day I rest with the voices that keep Telling me I'm not alright, but that's all.